Hey, it's Stephanie, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Hey everyone, Stephanie here. I'm back with another episode, and this is sort of like a little follow-up to my Circle Time episode that you heard a few weeks ago, or maybe if you're binging, you heard 30 seconds ago, whichever. (laughs) It's along the same lines, but also not quite as general as my Circle Time episode. I really wanted to hone in on a particular topic, and I'm sure that you guessed from the title, we're going to talk about calendar time and using calendars in early childhood. I say it relates because I see a lot of calendars in the rotation of circle time. And I want to give a preface that this episode is in no way meant to make anyone feel guilty or shamed about using calendar times. Like like all topics that we talk about, if it's working for you and your children, great! You have found a way to make it work and it's important to you and your teaching practices and you hold value in circle time and your calendar time, so keep it. Never, ever, ever change what you're doing just because one person told you something differently. (laughs) Right? I know that we all try and do our best and be our best. And if that means for you that you want to use calendar in your circle time, keep it. Turn off this episode. Right? But if you're a little curious, if you maybe want a little more information or to find out why the heck I'm so against calendar time in early childhood, Stay tuned in because I've got a few minutes for a soapbox and a captive audience that can only just turn me off, right? <laughs> but this one is a little soapboxy. It's a little preachy. Just a just a forewarning. Okay, but let's let's get into it, right? So here's calendar time. I could not tell you the exact origin of when and why we started to use calendar time in early childhood. Kind of like circle time, I assume we started using it because we got it from the elementary schools. I think, I assume, we believed we thought children could get some information out of it. Hey, those first graders are doing it, so we can do it too. My guess is that circle time began because we heard children be responsive to it, and we maybe didn't know what else to do, so we put it in as part of our routine. Here's the thing. I challenge you to think about how and why we're teaching the the calendar to our youngest children. Think back. Here's here's your pop quiz. Here's your mini pop quiz. Think back. Do you remember when I talked about making the circle time content meaningful and engaging? Yes. Let's see if those two words describe calendar time. Okay? So first, let's look at what we know about how children learn. Some of you probably have heard this name, French scientist Jean Piaget. He has a cognitive developmental theory. He states children zero to two are in the sensory motor stage. They learn through senses and motor activities, and they are concrete learners. Concrete learners being that they learn from their firsthand experiences and sensory input. They need hands-on. They do not yet possess the mental capacity to think abstractly. Abstractly being like, you know, I know that 2 plus 2 in my head is 4 because I'm an abstract thinker, on simple math at least. (laughs) But our younger ones still need the counting bears. 
here's two counting bears, here's two counting bears, let's count them, one, two, three, four. That's concrete learners. Then from two to seven, they're in the pre-operational stage. They are just beginning to use mental representations for concrete items. You know, that's the stage when everything is a phone, right? A shoe, a block, a ball, an actual phone. Could also be a pretend phone. The pre-operational stage is where we're just beginning to represent items. Usually, we see this first in dramatic play, items that aren't so far-fetched from their everyday life experiences. So to recap, zero to two, are in sensory motor stage where they learn through sensory motor input. Children two to seven, pre-operational stage where they're just beginning to create and understand mental representations. Okay, so we have that. Now let's take what we know and apply it to calendar time. Does what we just discussed with how children learn align with calendar time? How many of you don't let your children touch the calendar? <laughs> because you worked really hard to laminate it and put all the Velcro dots on it and it looks really, really pretty, right? <laughs> okay, so think about it. What we know, what we know about how children learn really doesn't align with a lot of the ways that we're teaching calendar. Calendar time requires so much abstract thought that children are just not capable of it yet. Because, here's more, in order to understand, oh, that was lovely, in order to understand, <laughs> that was the furry co-worker, by the way, the dog, <laughs> in order to grasp the concept of calendar and to have it actually mean something, we as adults possess something called temporal understanding. Temporal understanding. This is understanding time and the concept that time is relative to other parts of time. We know how to plan out our day, our month, the relationship of yesterday to tomorrow. In, under, in order to understand the calendar, we have to understand that time is sequential. Wednesday comes after Tuesday, always. 365 days in one year, always. We also have to understand distance in time. How many of you have experienced telling a three-year-old that their birthday party will be next week? Do they wait the seven days and like successfully know that their birthday party is in seven days? Or likely, every single day leading up to the birthday party, you're going to have to explain that it's not today, it's in seven days. It's not today, it's in six days. That's their inability to understand distance in time. Time is relative and it relates to past and future events compared to the present. Ask a preschooler how many hours are in a day and how they spend those 24 hours. You might get some interesting responses. <laughs> but we know children are concrete learners, right? The temporal understanding required to fully understand that concept of time is not yet possible for young children. It's not yet possible. They literally don't possess the ability to understand the construct the abstract concept of temporal understanding. So knowing that you need temporal understanding to know about time and calendar, and knowing that children are unable to grasp a temporal understanding because they are still in the concrete learning stage, 
why are we teaching calendar? Don't get me wrong. Again, I believe that teachers who use calendars have good intentions. Good, good, good intentions. I know we're doing our best. But they perhaps maybe not quite grasp the full concept of making it meaningful. We do address several important concepts in calendar time, numbers, patterns, vocabulary. Usually we throw in weather. But using a calendar to teach those concepts just doesn't align with what we know about how children learn. Plus, there are so many other ways to learning those concepts in developmentally appropriate ways other than calendar time. Instead, let's focus on teaching what is developmentally appropriate and in ways that we know how children learn. You have my permission to take out circle time. <laughs> I worked with a um, toddler teacher last week and she had just taken over the classroom and she was talking with me and she mentioned that she saw the calendar on the wall and um, she, she asked if she could take it out. And I said, absolutely. Jennifer, if you're out there, props, I hear you. And I was so excited. <laughs> Right? Okay. But you're probably thinking of all the reasons why you want to keep it, right? Your own case for circle time. They understand it. They respond. They follow along when I point. They say the right things. And maybe that's all in well for your group of children. But is it the best use of that time? Because here's the deal. Calendar time is being taught through a concept called rote memorization. We often view rote memorization as actual learning, but it's not quite that meaningful and engaging learning that our youngest kiddos thrive on. Remember the star words of last week or two weeks ago or 30 seconds ago if you're binging? <laughs> when children are able to repeat after you that it's Wednesday, the 15th of January, they're simply doing just that. They're just repeating. That's not true understanding of the fact that we're halfway through a month or Wednesday is in the middle of the week or that February has 28 days, right? Rote memorization is the simple ability to recall surface level info like a word or a sound. And calendar time is just rote memorization. So I say that to ask, is that the best we can do for our children in that five to 10 minute window, row memorization is a lower skill compared to complex language during meaningful conversation. Well, yes, there is a time and a place for rote memorization and we do it a lot when we're reading books, we point to objects, what is that, what is that, what is that, right? There's, there's a time and a place for it. But learning the concept of calendar that also requires temporal understanding, which children do not yet possess, may not be how we choose to spend that time. You could leave that for the first or second grade teachers when children are actually developmentally ready to understand the concept of calendar. Because here's also the deal. Why does my three-year-old need to know that it's January 13th? I would much rather my three-year-old work on learning information about what makes a good friend about what kindness is, about any other topic, <laughs> really, that relates. I don't need them to know that it's November 11th. 
They're not off writing checks to their bankers. <laughs> right? They're not, you know, they're not they're not filling in forms for their work. They don't need to know the date. There's time to do that later. Because in place of calendar time, we could fill it with rich, meaningful conversations. We can engage in pro-social behaviors. We could make connections with one another. We can build relationships. We can do lots of things that's meaningful and engaging that engaging that they're actually developmentally ready for. So my challenge to you this week, if you want to keep calendar, that's fine. You do you, boo, right? But I would also challenge you to think about it and explore how you might make it more meaningful and engaging. Or take it out all together and think about things that you could throw in there that can actually maximize your return on that time by integrating activities and routines that they can actually understand right away. Meaningful and engaging. And until next time, I wish you well. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casido Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Casido Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families, Child Care, and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at at Kids These Days Pod. Be sure to check out the resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, review, and hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Stephanie Haney and music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod.